This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Dale said, we want to build a car to run Charlotte with, and we didn't have it like six weeks. I said, Dale, ain't no way we can build that car at night and do it. He said, well, just quit your job, then come over here and we'll do it. <laughs> and you did. Uh, Welcome to Fast Lane Family with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Welcome to Fastlane Family. This week in studio, I have two special guests. Uh, my mom is joining me again, uh, Brenda Jackson. And we have my Uncle Robert, uh, my mom's brother, Robert G. Jr. How are you today? I'm doing great. I had to pull Uncle Robert off a Speedway car outside. He was working hard on, so I appreciate you coming in here and joining me. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I did twist his arm. He looked at me like I was crazy there for a minute. Well, let's see if we can get him to shut up before it's over with. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> so it's interesting. Last, I think it was either last week or the week before, I actually got to ask Kelly a question about the G side of the family. And everybody says, you know, you talk about the Earnhardts, obviously, because I'm an Earnhardt. But I'm half G, made up of half G here. And um, I wanted to spend some time talking about with Father's Day coming up and share stories from the G side of the family. And I'm going to let you you know, mom or Robert really kind of introduced us to Robert G, uh, which was my grandfather and, you know, how he got involved in racing and, you know, we'll take it from there. Who wants to start? Well, uh, I think daddy got involved in racing back in the fifties. Uh, he used to be, uh, around Joe Webley. Matter of fact, he was Joe Webley's paper boy. When he grew up, he just started, you know, just hanging around with Joe Webley, Bill champion and, uh, people like, you know, back in them days. And, uh, he actually would drive them to the racetracks and stuff because he was younger, and and that's how he got you know into racing. Was that in North Carolina or in South Hill where he was originally from? That was it down in Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, in Norfolk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's where he was raised. At, okay. Down in Norfolk, Virginia. So anyhow, went from there, and uh, then he just he done a streetcar body work, and in the '60s he moved to Charlotte, like. Mid 60s, 66, 65. What brought him to Charlotte? He just moved down here to change of scenery, I reckon. <laughs> Anyhow, he started helping people like Elmo Langley. He worked at Young's Ford on streetcars, and he started helping people like Elmo Langley because he, he uh, knowed them from going to the races and stuff with mm -hmm. Bill Champion, people like that. Went from Elmo Langley to working for Ray Fox, and that was actually his first full-time job on a racing team that was about 1968 maybe and then when mr fox closed down uh he went to work for harry hyde at k and k insurance racing team okay and, yeah uh, we just had one of their team members in not too long ago that came to visit you right um from that team and shared pictures that was really cool yeah bobby isaac drove that car yep and he was on the 1970 grand national championship team so when he got involved in racing in that time, kind of more mechanic-wise or body-wise, did he do the no, body he, work then? he was always doing paint the and body. body work. Gotcha. Yeah, but he could do mechanic work too, uh -huh. but his paint and body work is what he done. And so did the Harry Hyde working with him lead to working with Mr. Hendrick when Mr. Hendrick started Hendrick Motorsports, or was there a gap in there where he did some other no, things? Uh, Daddy left K&K &K like in the early 70s, like 72 or 3, and I started his own business doing outside body work and paint work on other people's race cars, okay. different people uh, like uh, Frank Warren, uh, different people like that, you know. And uh, then he built his own race car, which started running on dirt. Billy Scott drove for him. And uh, I think Dale drove the car first. 
that was back in the early 70s, like 74 or something like that, 75. And uh, So how did Granddaddy G get introduced to my dad? Was that because... Uh, I don't know. We Mom, to- do you know that story? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, at that time, Daddy had cars running at Concord Speedway. So just through Metro racing. Lina, yeah. Just through racing. I don't really know if he... I got introduced to him by going to the race with Daddy. Right, right. Of course, I'm sure Daddy knew Ralph your grandfather because right. he was racing at that time so um I, I guess you know just at the track is how he knew him and yeah. of course I, I just brought him into the fold a little <laughs> closer a little deeper <laughs> <laughs> so in the early 80s when Mr. Hendrick started Hendrick Motorsports granddaddy went to work for Rick then well daddy knew Rick from back in well Virginia, Virginia right right Rick wasn't nothing but a kid right and uh daddy had his body shop up there and Story goes, Rick and him used to bring cars over and Daddy would work on them. But uh, then, like, Daddy had his own race cars, and Rick actually, City Chevrolet sponsored our dirt car back right. in the late 70s. Then Daddy finally ended up getting into asphalt racing with Dale Sr., and uh, that's when Rick first got into the uh, NASCAR racing because right. he— he got involved with Daddy's car right. with Dale, right? And then after that, that's when they built the Harry Hyde and him first built his first uh, Cup car. So got you. That's yes, just kind of how it evolved, right. right there. Yeah, one of the you know on my wall upstairs, I've got the picture of Dad in Victory Lane with Granddaddy and Rick. Uh, my picture doesn't have Granddaddy in it, but that was that car and that right. time frame and all. And I think that was like '83 or something like that. Could have been '80, '81, um, '82. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first year yeah. we ran that car was like in. 81 yeah maybe. and then granddaddy worked for uh mr hendrick for quite well till till his death in 94 yeah. um as you know in the body department and head of the body department as it continued to grow and, and plus rick and daddy kept a kept a car <laughs> yeah which which was a sportsman car yeah, same with. thing we run in today but right. it was, that was the name of the bush grand national they had one of those for years right yeah, and I think that's interesting, um, you know, just from my standpoint, you know, Dale and I were introduced to Mr. Hendrick through Granddaddy and their friendship and relationship. So we, you know, even though Dale just started driving for him in 2008, um, so many people don't know that connection and, and that really, you know, he was, Mr. Hendrick was a part of our friends, you know, and family yeah. for a long, long time. So that's cool. And so did either of you ever um, want to race or jump in a car? I used to drive uh Dirk, Dirk. I remember going to the car. yeah. I remember yeah. the dirt days with you some very yeah, little. Yeah, <laughs> Dale helped me get that car. Dale Senior did, and I run it for I don't know three or four years, and finally started my own business, and I had to give up something, so that had to go. <laughs> right. So you and Uncle Jimmy, your brother, uh, had your own body business, Body by G's, and, right? And did that work for a long time before yeah. you started working for us yeah. in 2006. Run it. Yeah, we run that business for like 20 years. Yep. Yep. And in 2006, when we were uh, contemplating the nationwide team, you know, I wasn't real involved on the the competition side at that point. We had Steve Crisp, who had worked for Dell & Hart Incorporated for quite some time. And I had to, I laughed the day Steve told me, you negotiated yourself right into a, a pretty good deal here at JRM, didn't you? Well, <laughs> you got to look out. You got to get it when you come in the door because you might not get it after you get in. <laughs> So tell me about uh, uh, November for you. Well, the month of November, you know, I got to have my time, too. And uh, Uncle so Robert's I, so a big I, hunter. Yeah, I take the month of November off to yep. do a little hunting. So. <laughs> that yeah. was a good negotiation on your part. Well, I was already doing it. I hated <laughs> to give it up. <laughs> 
you had that flexibility when you owned your own business. That's exactly right. <laughs> so you came and negotiated some of that flexibility into your into your full time job here. There you go. Yeah, you were smart. Uh, I was going to ask you if if we asked Dale Junior. Do you think Dale Jr. would say your greatest skill is hanging bodies on a race car or making salsa? Well, mine would have to be hanging bodies, but my wife's is making <laughs> salsa. <laughs> I was just sitting here yeah. thinking that. Like, you, you grow the garden. Though. Yeah, I grow, the, yeah. I grow it and she cans it. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, we yeah, like that. Dale Jr., he loves that. Yeah, he Oh, he looks... won't even eat any other kind <laughs> if it's not Robert Jr.'s whistle salsa. Yep. That's funny. So you're 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 in the the throes of gardening time right now, right? How's oh, yeah. the garden doing? We're, it's looking good. Looking good. Yep, you have a good salsa production this year. I'm hoping so. <laughs> if if we get enough rain and not too much. All right, that's cool. So tell me about when you guys were growing up as kids and racing. You know, share some stories with that and about uh, Granddaddy G as a dad. And well, when Daddy was, I mean, when he was deep in racing and everything, and working for K&K, we lived just a block over from the Speedway. So Charlotte Motor Speedway at that time was like our playground. Did you like sneak over there and just play? Oh, we rode our, (laughs) we had um, ponies and stuff. We rode them all over there, all over Charlotte Motor Speedway. And I mean, everything over there has changed since back then. Mm -hmm. I mean, all those fields were nothing but fields and course we had i guess robert jr gets that garden thing from daddy because we had a garden every year come home from school work in the garden yeah daddy was meticulous about all kinds of things not only his handmanship building cars and everything house had to be clean cars clean oh he was meticulous i was scared to death of him as a kid a grandkid (laughs) oh yeah all (laughs) we all were all he had to do was look at you and you'd start crying (laughs) (laughs) his voice was so rough but, I mean, he he wasn't nothing but a teddy bear. Anybody that knows him will tell you that. But he did used to scare you, you kids a lot. <laughs> and I remember, like, when we go over there, Granddaddy's place was kind of the gathering place for race weeks. And, you know, he had all kind of people come in town from South Hill oh, and all yeah. his buddies and friends. And we would eat over there, and we'd, we'd, all, we'd just eat steak. He'd grill about 30 steaks, and we'd just have steak. Yeah. <laughs> like we didn't yeah. have any other things to go with it. He was proud of his grilling and his, his steak grilling. And he'd eat half of them while he's grilling them. <laughs> he'd have to taste a little piece of every one of them. Yeah, I don't know how many cows he's eat. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bunch. He used up a lot. I think the first time you ever, talking about him scaring you to death, the first time you ever went to him, let him hold you, he took you outside to the grapevine, and he was just popping grapes out the skin into your mouth and oh he just thought it was the greatest thing he's just eating them and eating them and we went home that night you woke me up in the middle of the night you had thrown grapes up all (laughs) over the place Mm. (laughs) that causes quite the bellyache yeah i remember um him taking us to the circus in his big gold that big gold cadillac oh yeah oh yeah door cadillac he had yeah and it was like me and tony jr and stephanie and i mean we would just you know then as little kids you know there was nothing about a seat belt and we would we'd be on that leather we'd slide to one side (laughs) and we'd go back to the other side right it was fun yeah he would always do that he grand young as he'd get them and he'd take them with him yeah yeah Yeah. if we would if we could get over our nervousness of (laughs) 
him oh, scaring yeah. us. So Granddaddy was known. I mean, everybody that knows stories about Granddaddy, and I told Mom this, you know, when he passed away, that his life and legacy would go on forever because there's so many people. I mean, he was infectious, you know, as a person. He made friends with everybody. He was a huge personality. And so everybody that met him has a story about him. And those stories would go on and on and on. Can you guys share, you know, something that you remember um, with him and, you know, in racing? It doesn't have to be about you guys, but. Oh, it's just like you said. He was a. he didn't never see a stranger and wouldn't turn nobody away. Yeah. Well, yeah, talk about that. I you mean, I, I run into people today that tell me I lived with your granddaddy when I first moved down right. to Charlotte. And he would have, uh, I, I'm trying to think of some of the people, one that comes to my mind, you know, Michael McSwain, Fatback McSwain, yep. that um, I'm just. Jimmy Maycar. Jimmy, Jimmy Maycar. Ma- I just was talking to him recently. Exactly. Jimmy lived over probably over a year. Yep. I ran into him before at Big he got married. And we were talking about yep. that. Well, just, Dad. Different people, you know, I can't call her all yeah, his name. Yeah. But. Dad had his business there literally in the backyard of the right. house. And anybody that, those young kids that wanted to come down and get their feet wet, they they would come down and start out just hanging there and helping Daddy until, you know, a job come open or, yeah. you know. They just show up. They just show up. <laughs> and Wasn't but, there a funny story, too, about, remember the dog Grande had that was Earnhardt? I believe it's because he's hard-headed. <laughs> the dog? <or laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the dog was hard-headed. He got run over by cars out there in front of the house several times. <laughs> he had nine kept lives like him, a cat. <laughs> yeah, kept fixing, getting him fixed up. Well, it was a girl dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. Earnhardt. I got a piece of paper, a poster at the shop has got that dog on really yeah oh that's awesome in the body hanging business robert what you know what does it take to to be skillful at that because that's not something that just anybody can do uh you just it's like anything else you just get your hands on it and start working at it and it just takes a while you know um you just got to really be a a student of it yes anything it don't make no difference what you're doing some people can cut grass better than other people that's (laughs) because they do it you know, and they want to do it right. And same thing with body hanging. you got to get your hands on it. And if that's what you want to do, you're going to put more effort into right. it. And myself, I was raised in it. So, I mean, I just stood back and watched it being done, you know. And a lot of people don't have that opportunity. But, yeah. I mean, that's that's basically what I've done. I didn't go out to do it. It's just my daddy was done right. it. So that's where I followed. Right. Followed him. Both of you. Yeah. So Granddaddy really was, he was associated with so many of the greatest drivers, you know, in NASCAR. Not just my dad, but Jeff Bodine drove for Granddaddy and oh, they yeah. had a relationship. Tim Richmond. Tim Richmond. Daryl Waltrip. Right. Those are the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, Daryl used to, when Daryl first got started, he ran his cars out of Daddy's shop behind the house. I mean, he, they raced out of that shop for several years. And, uh, I mean, we're talking about a little 60 by 30 yeah, shop. We're not talking about a place like we got no, here today. I remember that place. Yep. Yeah. Very well. A little oversized from a two-car yeah. garage. What not, was that, 1,800 square foot and right. we got 60,000? <laughs> it is <laughs> hey, quite different. And they got the same thing done as we getting done. That's right. They did. <laughs> So Different the whole, but the same. A whole lot more yeah. long hours, though. Oh, Gosh, yeah. Sometimes them lights didn't go out for days. Somebody come in there, crashed up, yeah. whatever. I mean, they just, they worked till it was done. Yeah. They yeah, just, their work ethic is nothing like people have nowadays. Right. Nothing at all. Well, and their they, passion for what they did. Right. Yeah. They had two or three cars, and we got, we're probably bumping 20-some now. <laughs> 
Oh, I know, you know, the history and nostalgic of the sport is something that Dale has a, a huge passion for. And when we started our late model team here, our late, our, our uh, street stock car actually uh, was painted up like the Daryl Waltrip cars of Granddaddy's time. Yep. Granddaddy's um, the orange and car. white, yep, yep. with the blue stripe down the center, number 17. Right. We still have that car today. We're, we're just having some conversation not too long ago about putting it back together for Carson. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. not quite ready. We got to, she's, she's nervous. Yeah. Yeah. She's well, nervous yeah. about it. You can't, can't blame her for that. <laughs> no, nope, not at all. This family of racers, it's easy to, uh, to steer her in that direction though. And where she, she sometimes feels like maybe we're, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not for her Mimi. No. I'll stir away from it. Mimi steers her to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this though, you know, reminiscing about many years ago, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun back then. At the time, you thought you were just entrenched in hard work and all that stuff. But when you look back on it, it was, I mean, it was the best of times. I hate that there's a lot of people that, you know, won't never know when it was that. simpler. Mm -hmm. You know, just the dedication that all those people back then, Dad, and, and uh, so many others put into it. Well, yeah, they they need to get the credit for really building what the sport is today because Not, that's, they do. They that's really what do. They worked on. So. Well, that's true. You know, back then though, you done a lot of work and you didn't get paid for it. I mean, yeah. Well, you a talk about the work. stories of working on. You know, the car that we came across the car not too long ago that was going up for auction that we talked about that was one of Dad's first cars, the Nova, wasn't right. the Nova? Yeah. And, um, you know, you were telling me about that. That's the car we built behind Martha's house. Yeah, and you worked full time and then would go over there in the evenings. And yeah. eventually you said, look, I got to <laughs> I, I, I might need to come work on this during yeah. the day. <laughs> Dale said, I want to build a car to run Charlotte with. And, and I said, all right. And, uh. I was working at Mike at Curbs Motorsports at the time, and uh, I said, "He said we're gonna run it in Charlotte, and we didn't have a like six weeks, and we hadn't even got the chassis yet from Hutchinson Pagan." I said, "Dale, ain't no way we can build that car at night and do it." He said, "Well, just quit your job, then and come over here, and we'll do it." <laughs> and you did. I, I said, "I don't know about that," <laughs> and then I thought about. It. I said, "All right, here we, cheat. Here we go." Yeah, we built that car in 21 days. You didn't amazing. have and built it. We didn't have nothing but a ball peen hammer and a hacksaw, <laughs> <laughs> and a really small two car garage and back real, behind Memos. Right. Yeah. But really small. people would, me and him would work on it all day, and then other folks. All would the friends come would over, come over. Yeah, would come over at night and worked on it, and then eventually, before we got done, I think Richard Childers had to get some of his boys to come down there right there at the end and. Help you help us it get up. it to the track. Yeah, <laughs> well, we made it though. I think we run third in that car, That's first awesome. race. Well, good stuff. Well, I appreciate you both joining me today, talking about Granddaddy G as I knew him, Robert G, and uh, sharing some stories from that side of the family. Well, you welcome. hope you guys enjoyed it. We did. Thank you for having us. I enjoyed it. Excellent. Do it again sometime. All right. All right, it's time for Ask Kelly. Remember that you can submit your questions on Twitter using the hashtag Ask Kelly at my handle, Earnhardt Kelly. And you can also go to my Facebook page, Kelly K. Earnhardt, and submit your questions there as well. Our first question is from Judy Milner on Facebook. You and LW like to fish. Is there a certain spot that you guys like to go do that at? Well, right now we've probably uh, isolated ourselves to like the North Carolina mountains. We go fishing for trout just in the streams and, and rivers in the North Carolina mountains. 
I mean, I, I enjoy that. I, I prefer that just with the scenery and walking down the creek and that kind of fishing and being able to throw your line into a certain hole and, you know, hope that you get something. And if you don't for a couple minutes, move on versus, you know, sitting on the lake requires a lot more patience. So I have to be primed for that. Not that I don't enjoy it, but it, it just takes a different um, you know, when you wake up on those days and you feel like cleaning versus not cleaning, that's if I need to go lake fishing, I got to wake up in the mood to go lake fishing. Next question is from Rod Rusher on Facebook. If you follow Dale Jr. on Twitter, you know he loves to barbecue. And this person wanted to know, did your dad like to barbecue? Honestly, I do not remember dad really barbecuing, uh, you know, from time to time, grilling things on the grill, but he pretty much let Teresa do the cooking in the kitchen and, you know, don't remember, you know, going back to mine and Dale's childhood, we were not a family that, you know, got together at the dinner table and, and ate dinner together. It was usually me and Dale sitting at the dinner table across from each other, you know, making maybe something that Teresa put on the table for us or someone that was staying with us, a relative or a nanny or something. So I don't really recall dad being a big barbecuer um, from time to time being on the grill was about it. This next question's from Twitter at Amber Bitten. Did you have any crushes on any of the drivers that your dad raced against when you were growing up? Oh, such a funny question. Um, I actually did. I was a huge. I had a huge crush on Davy Allison, and I was I was a uh, in my late teens. You know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty-ish maybe. And I remember Kenny Schrader would give my dad such a hard time because he knew that I had a crush on Davy Allison, and and he would kid my dad that you know he saw me and Davy over behind the concession stand or something at the racetrack. It would make my dad just madder than a hornet that Kenny gave him such a hard time. But so that was that was probably my only that I can think back on my only little driver crush. <laughs> At driver up here, who has been your mentors within the NASCAR industry and or community? Uh, prior to my dad's passing, I would probably uh, say that he was my most influential mentor, you know, in life and and in the NASCAR community because he was pretty much who I knew what I knew about racing you know, growing up as his daughter and then entering the business world. From there, I would have to say Mr. Hendrick. Uh, you know, I have a huge amount of respect for uh, his business and and what he's done and, and on the automotive dealership side as well as the racing side. And uh, he has come across about every situation that you can imagine. And so when I, when I pick up the phone and, and need to check in on something, uh, I call Mr. Hendrick and say, I know you've probably come across this and can you help me with this? Well, thank you for joining me this week on Fast Lane Family. I hope you're continuing to enjoy each and every episode, and we'll be back with you next week. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 